Who are Germany's newest political party? Konrad spends a week with the Querdenker adjacent Die Basis, remains unbrainwashed and then meets two Afghans, who helped the German army but didn't get much help back. Megan, meanwhile, has picked up a stat about the mega-can beverage industry. Now, a spot of Bombay Bramble, sir? everyone, it's time for another episode of Megan's Megacan. I'm Megan, I'm here with Ex-Berliner Magazine, sitting in Berlin with lovely Konrad Werner. Hello! Hello. How are you? I'm okay. Do you know what happened to me this week? No. I sprained my elbow. Oh no! I fell over in the shower. Oh god! Like a pensioner. <laughs> Slipped. You need to get a little, those little things, non-slip mat. Yeah, I was going to get those sort of flowers that you we get We daisies, those are for pensioners. Yeah, I'm sure we can get you some. <laughs> but, but then I think that they go mouldy over time, don't you? So maybe no, better you, to get a mask. No, you just clean them. Yeah, but... But you're all right. Does it yeah, it, it was fine now. Lot. But it happened on Tuesday and Wednesday. It was very sore. Did you it go really to the doctor? Hurt. No, I just went to the apotheca. And oh. I got like a cream and some and an ice pack. They give you some tea or some other <laughs> Deutsch nonsense. Yeah. Please, can I just have some codeine? No! Here is some tea. But, um, Fine. Yeah, no, and I, uh, I, what happened was I just, I was just getting into the shower and then I, my, my, my foot, my, both my feet were in the shower, but then I slipped backwards <gasps> and I, I tried to stop myself falling with my elbow oh. and my elbow kind of slipped under my body down the side of the bath. So I kind of fell right on my arm and twisted it behind me. That's horrible. It was like the bathtub was sort of arresting me, like a policeman arresting <laughs> me. It was like just suddenly twisting Getting like bouncered out of a nightclub <laughs> yeah. in your own bathroom. Oh yeah, gosh, oh, I'm then, sorry. And then, That's uh, horrible. Uh, it really hurt. Uh, now it's fine. I was feeling okay. okay. Well, do you know what might help? Booze. Booze. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> okay. So are you ready for a new mega can? Oh, is there another new one? I know I slightly traumatised you with last week's one. In fact, our lovely friend Hannah texted me a picture of a pina colada-esque mega can yesterday being like, oh, look at this one. And I was like, I can't, I can't bring Conrad another pina colada-esque mega. He was so upset. No, so this is actually a take on the gin and tonic and it's oh. Bombay Bramble. I don't oh, know wow. if you've ever had a Bramble cocktail before. I didn't but know. But if you are a sort of slightly basic person like me who goes to the apartment or used to when the apartment in Belfast was like the coolest bar you could go to this is what you'd be drinking there really so, so there it's like a fancy gin yeah so Bombay Sapphire have brought out a new gin right with with the bramble stuff in it it's blackcurrant basically yeah, sorry so raspberry blackberry and raspberry black anyway infusion a so, blackberry and raspberry infusion it says yeah so now they're basically marketing it in the in the mega can form but obviously still because it's bombay i've got that picture yeah. of queen victoria it's the fruits of the forest victorian well let's gin. see what it's like okay cheers cheers well it sounds fizzy so oh, there's shit. oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh it's no Hang on. that's terrible sorry it's gone absolutely everywhere in the first time in mega can history <laughs> let me help no, no. Have you still even got any? Yeah. In there. <laughs> How did one get shook up and not the other? They've been together the whole time. I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, oh. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. Now, after that excitement. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay. I quite like that because it's quite brambly. Yeah, I like that. Oh, all right. It's like an alcoholic Vimto. That is exactly what it tastes like. Yeah. I'm not sure that's what the fancy people at Bombay were going for, but that's what you've got. Because <laughs> yeah. it is still quite sugary, but mm-hmm. fizzy and it's quite, and yeah, it's good. It's got, it's quite, um, I like this because it's, it's got a sourness. Yeah, it's not too sweet. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll be licking that back off your floor. <laughs> sucking on that paper tile you use, like your gin rag. Well, do you know what happened to me this week? Oh, As yes. my brother came to visit finally after like okay. months and months and months, obviously, in fact, years of not being able to come visit. And I introduced him to Mega Cans. It was very funny because he and his girlfriend were like sipping them. And they're like, Megan, this is disgusting. I was like, yeah, obvi- <laughs> like, yeah, they're in a quiet taste. Like, obviously, I think they're delicious now. But the first time I ever had one, I was like, this is <laughs> fucking foul. But then I was like, just just wait. We were out in the woods, like on the bikes, like looking at the at the lake. I was like, just just wait till the effect kicks in. There's a re- we're not drinking these for the thing. <laughs> we finished our bags and we decided not to bring a second one. He was just like, we really should have brought that second one. <laughs> he was like, I could absolutely go another one of those. I was like, yep. Yeah, they're They Moorish. have a lovely effect. But he said that someone had told him that the like cocktail in can, mixed drink can market is the biggest market in the drinks industry. I think it must be the fastest growing. I don't think it could be the biggest. No, because children can't drink it, for example. Sorry, so. I mean alcoholic drinks thing. Oh, right, I think. okay. And I was trying to work out how that could be. Uh, so I've, so, so that means more than beer. That can't be. I think it must be something like fastest growing or maybe in the spirits. Because if you think about it, you shift a lot more units of megas, I would yeah. imagine, than like bottles of vodka. Yeah, because hard, hard liquor. In the hard liquor sector, I literally the, have no idea. This is now market. a fourth hand or something. I'm <laughs> passing this on to you. But anyway, okay. so Bramble done, is good. If you, if any listener would like to do their own research into the sector, really anything into- we talk about on here, whether it's my cans or the news or anything, you'd really be better off doing your own <laughs> yeah. research. <laughs> yeah. Though not in like a creepy Kvadenka way. The the phrase "I've done my own research" has just become. Come, it's come up a lot this week. Has it? Yeah. What are we going to talk about this week? Well, uh, well, we'll do it in the order we said because. Okay. Um, yes, I was did, thinking, oh, we've come across an amazing segue, which makes us look like we've planned this, but of course we've segued well, into the really... wrong topic that we didn't want to start with. <laughs> we'll do it in the other order. Um, I just wanted to. I, I mean, this isn't a really long thing. I just wanted to talk about the um, Erntebericht. The harvest. <laughs> the har- the annual harvest report. The annual harvest report right. of the agriculture ministry came out earlier this week. Well, and, um, I'm sure. You probably want to know how do. the German harvest has been. Well, no, I don't think I do, but <laughs> work away. So we've had quite a, a downturn, another downturn in the amount of grain that has been grown in Germany. And this is a kind of a carrying on a trend. It's another 1% drop this year. And this is kind of bad news because it's part of climate change. And even though the agriculture minister is a CDU minister, and obviously they have not been particularly excited about climate change historically, she said, yeah, we have to start adapting what crops we grow in Germany already. And, and they've got this sort of plan to start mixing up the crops mm-hmm. and growing more beans and stuff just to and also to like um replenish the soil they have to basically come up with a new agriculture plan yeah and, this uh, sort of intensive farming is just basically terrible and they keep talking about hummus 
they said we have to create more hummus. It doesn't mean hummus <laughs> like delicious chickpea and tea. No, this no. is what was very confusing for me because it's the same ah, word in yes. English and German. Yes. Hummus and hummus. And I thought, oh, so I looked it up in the dictionary and it was like, oh, it's hummus. But it's not hummus. It's a kind of, it's the fraction of soil organic matter that is amorphous. Uh, and without the cellular cake structure, characteristics uh, characteristic of plants, microorganisms, or animals, don't really know what that means. Isn't it like all the sexy kind of grubby stuff that makes things grow? Yeah, and we're running out of it, and um, so we have. I to... did not come here to be told that we're running out of fucking hummus. <laughs> Please don't tell this. Like really. Yeah, we have to like mix up our uh, crop um, regulation, crop strategy. It's an akabau strategy. Yeah. And, I think um, they've been told this for decades. The whole time they've been doing this intensive farming, everyone's like, this is unsustainable. Yeah. And now they're like, report 2021, this is unsustainable. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they're doing something about it, I guess. So we have they? to switch to Dinkle. You know what Dinkle is? Yes, they do. It is spelt, I believe. Spelt. It's a big German thing, isn't it? Dinkle. I go to LP All Gear. kinds of breads. They do do good bread. Yeah, I can't. You can't move for Dinkle in the in the supermarket in the organic supermarket. It's just full of Dinkle. I don't really know <laughs> exactly what it is. Yeah, well, so should we're we gonna, getting more of that. Should we rather than the rye gonna, or or yeah, we should we should just not be concentrating on the grains. So uh, wheat, corn, and gaster, but we should be What's moving. Gaster. Oh, see, I'll have to look that up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hope you. Hope, I was hoping either you would know or you wouldn't ask me. Barley. What? It's barley. Oh, barley. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. I can do that. And uh, yeah. So just uh, don't have to go into that very much. But that's the. the I do thing. sort of like that. There's a harvest report. Mind you, why is it so much earlier than the harvest festival would be? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe because they want to go on holiday. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. All right. So that's the agriculture report, and the prognosis is it's not great. Worrying, yeah. It's really. So yeah, do you want to know what else I've been doing this week? Please. Well, it's actually that week because um, in the next issue of Explainer magazine, I've oh. actually written a whole feature for the first time for ages, and the whole guide for the um, election, the election guide. That's <gasps> You're in doing Ex- that. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! So by the time this comes out, this podcast plus two more days <laughs> so basically next week when you get the when you see in the shops the explainer come out mm-hmm. you can read it and what i've done is i've i spent a week hanging out with germany's newest major political party which is called die basis die basis yeah that's amazing please well, tell me more so they came out of the Querdenker movement um nope <laughs> sorry is it too late to not give my consent for this to happen <laughs> Yeah, they launched last July the fourth, Independence Day in America, because they want to, they want to reform the whole democratic system in Germany. I mean, in the media and in the newspapers, they always just get called the Querdenker Party, which is sort of fair enough because they did come out of that movement. But But what do they make of that moniker? Are they kind of like, no, we're not Querdenkers? They think they're a bit more than just Querdenker. And people who joined later don't think... Some people in the party don't think of themselves as Querdenker. And some people do. But they kind of say... they, They think that Querdenker is only about, you know, 
um, vaccine skepticism, lockdown skepticism. Do all of them have those things, though? You can't um, have those things and then be like, don't call me a querdenker because I always also, like, read Kant. If you're vaccinated and you kept the lockdown rules and you wear a fucking mask, yeah. then I will call you something else. They believe all those things, but they also believe more things. Hmm. <laughs> okay, continue. So, anyway. We'll see. <laughs> so, the basis translates as grassroots. It's like not, it's not, it doesn't oh. just mean basis. Oh, okay. It kind okay. of means what you would call in, in a political context, it means grassroots of a party, you know? And this is yeah, their whole idea. You're talking a little bit about this. And yeah. some things, as, in, as with many things, you know, the world is a complex place. I was like, that sounds cool. So, they want to do, what they want to do is bring way more direct democracy into the political system. So more referendums, but then um, more kind of citizens forums and uh, some kind of system which they already have partially set up in the party where you vote for the party's policies permanently. Like normally a political party, you vote, you the members only get to vote once a year during the conference mm-hmm. for when they have a party conference. And they want to have like some kind of rolling party conference where you can constantly vote for what the party wants to do. They want to really flatten the whole structure. Now, Which sounds great. Yeah. But also with crisis, if this is in response to the management of the corona crisis, Germany's handling of that was agonizingly slow in some regards because of the system of like Merkel would say one thing and then fucking 16 other lads had to go away and discuss it with a whole load of other lads. And then they were like, meh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not necessarily very practical. And also yeah. technologically, it might be um, a bit challenging because how would you make sure that a lot of data would have to be ex- exchanged? You know, like you'd have everyone would have to have an app of some kind, and then you would also have to be able to prove your identity. Like it would be just, complicated. Just thinking about people trying to work this out. <laughs> so anyway, okay, that's so that big again, thing. But uh, look, this is election season. This is not the time for realistic propositions what else do they want well they don't really that's the other thing is they 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 don't really have a very detailed manifesto it's all very vague Mm. they don't really have any particular policy on climate change they just say that the climate should be protected and and, but so should the economy you know that's what they say it's a bit wishy-washy and they're kind of trying to please everyone people that feel a bit upset and and like and i don't mean to say maybe they just need someone to listen to their concerns Exactly, yeah. Which is and what it's and like, that's what they yeah. feel is not happening, and I I do get that. I think they're like part of a pattern as well because we're getting a, more and more little parties springing mm. up of people who are there's like there are like these um like these movements appear after big decisions are made, and then this movement always turns into a political party. I mean that's how the AFD started, you know. And then two years later, AFD AFD um the, the became racist. Oh, Basically. because we decided to maybe let people that were going to die into our massive fucking riches Jesus country. Yeah, that's because right. yeah. as a result of what some people call the refugee crisis, but other people would call... And that resulted in the Pegida movement. And the Pegida movement basically took over the AFD. And now, with the corona thing last year, we've got Dibazis that came out of this. And they are just like a really classic populist party, you know, like they just have one issue. They take it really seriously. But out of this one issue, they've drawn these basic principles about the democratic system, which they want to change. And that's why they're called deep basis. Flatten uh, the so whole system. what are they? First of all, what was it like meeting them? Were you undercover? No, okay. I said I was a journalist. Okay. I thought I could I used they, to do that kind like? of thing. Were they nice? But... Were they? Yeah, they were first fine. Yeah, they were lovely. 
They were nice. They were a lot of them. Are, uh, the other thing is that in the media and a lot of the the thing they've often been stamped as um, Nazis and like you know like because they were because yeah. they were the uh, the Corona Querdenker demos were often a pretty mixed bag. It's fair to say. I think and we've <laughs> talked about that quite a lot. And like you gotta if you show up for a march and there's Nazis there, you gotta go home. And, you don't just um, go. Well, we're not the Nazi ones, and then try and storm the fucking Reichstag or whatever the fuck they did. So I talked to a few people who went to those demos and they and, and they were a little bit leery about hanging out with, especially with the, the Reichsburger. Do you know about the Reichsburger? Yeah. You told me about the Reichsburger and I wish you hadn't. It's people who still think that we're living in the, the Reich never ended, isn't it? And they still... Yeah, they don't. They think that the Federal Republic of Germany is not a legitimate country. There we go. Yeah, and that it's basically a company owned by America. <laughs> I mean, this is the really crazy thing. There are in all of these things like an element of truth. And if maybe people were just, I, I don't advocate all of like the crazy stuff they do and not having the vaccines and like being a Nazi and all of that. If we didn't have such an exploitative system, then maybe these people or somewhere that these concerns could be heard or whether it was, you know, we're all supposed to believe in this great capitalist dream and it's just awful for many many people yeah you get a lot of you get a lot of anti-capitalists in the in the basis in fact not so much in the afd believe that germany is a company when literally the cdu as you have so rightly (laughs) said are the political wing of volkswagen like is that like it's not that much of a leap it's just very it's just not literally true no it's just not literally true and it's very very Um, difficult to work out point things are and like who do how how much do you trust the government i don't trust them in certain things do i take their vaccinations Absolutely. Yeah. Well, anyway, the the Reichsburger were definitely like a very small minority, and they are like definitely a bit weird. Um, oh no, those those you you don't get to be a Nazi under this. Like at no point is it okay to be racist. We all know that. Some of them have tried to join the Basis. So the guy that I met, he <laughs> says that we have tried to like weed out the Reichsburger when they join. But as a, a young party, it is often you know more complicated than that because you can't really tell until they speak up at meetings what they really think you know you just let them in and then you just like let them talk and then it's quite hard to keep people out again it's a complicated legal process that goes on anyway see this paperwork like (laughs) oh well what i wanted to talk about is because they're really anti-establishment as you'd expect from a populist party and so they have these um the debases they don't just have like a not like a leader and a deputy leader that uh, spokespeople for different you know environment spokesmen and, and uh, yeah. social policy. What they have is four pillars, and these pillars are their principles. And those principles are swarm intelligence, so like hive mind. Yes. Achtsamkeit, which is uh, like mindfulness. So there's almost like a little bit meditation Buddhism type thing. Okay. Machtbegrenzung, which is like power, the limitation of power, and freedom is the other one. Oh, we love freedom, don't we? (laughs) We love freedom. And then they have a commissioner, both in state level and at federal level, for each of those areas. So I interviewed the Swarm Intelligence Commissioner, Indy Barzis, and... uh, (laughs) and, uh, I'm going to need you to paint me (laughs) a mental picture here, Conrad. Where was this meeting? It was in a Polish restaurant in Treptower Park. What? Right None of this the, makes any fucking sense. Right at the end, other end of Treptower Park, like right in the, the southern tip of it, there's a po- little Polish restaurant, and um, it was very nice. On the water? Yeah, it was close to the water. It was on not the other side on, of the 
Inselbridge. No, it's just on this side. It's near, near the big road. It's not a famous restaurant or anything. It's just a little I'm not place. A famous restaurant. I thought Trevor <laughs> Park I knew quite well. I'm like, there's a mind you, I only saw that bloody <laughs> Soviet memorial. <laughs> Literally about two years ago. That's, yeah. Fucking that mind bit. blown. I missed that running around <laughs> Treptor Park for fucking years. Anyway. No, no, it's right the other way. So you go anyway. to this Polish restaurant. Yeah, and, and um, I chatted to this guy and he was very, uh, like, um, he was like, you know, he was very nice and he's. Ethnicity. <laughs> they're all German and they're all like 50, between 50. White and, German? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What did you expect? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, fifty, uh, fifties? Did you say? Yeah, fifty, early sixties, something like that. Okay. Yeah, and he was just in, and 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 what they all share, like what this guy that I spoke to shared, is that he he was like a disgruntled leftist, you know? Like he started out in the in the like early two thousands. He was like, if anything, like an SPD voter. And then the SPD did the, you know, the benefit reform thing. And he got really pissed stuff about Just listen to an excellent podcast. Just do a little shout out called Spassbremse. Oh, um, yeah. About Hartsphere. And you should totally check it out. So that's the, the uh, when they did that reform, when Schröder did that reform, a lot of leftists left the party then. Yeah, because it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he was like in the Linker. He joined the, 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 the forerunner of the Linker party. And then he joined the Linker party. And he was like, active in Neukölln. Uh, for the linker into like this is like 2008 2012 and then mm-hmm. and then in 2011 there was a big referendum in berlin for the um the the the, the like putting the waterworks back into public hands because they'd all been sold off in the 90s and there was a big referendum which was won by the you know the the, the yes vote so they um so the, the referendum like we're going to have now with Deutsche Wurden and they demanded that water works we put in back into public hands and the linker who were in government at the time and who had actually been in government when it was sold off they were in like put in a really awkward position and they were very cagey about supporting this referendum even though it's totally a linker thing so this guy that i talked to that he said that at that point i i left the linker party in spirit you know yeah and he said he, he even though he was still a member until last year he didn't campaign or do anything actively for them and um, after that and um, and then so, he kind of like and a lot of them are like people who used to be political and then um, like lost their political uh, interest because they felt betrayed by something by a big party yeah and then and then when DeBasis started up and DeBasis has this whole thing about oh you can vote for the policies of your party you know we like let every listen to every member we let every member gets a say you know and like and, all of this um, like up to this point like i'm totally with this man right <laughs> yeah but at what point does it get mixed in with the i don't trust vaccines and i don't know the coronavirus thing like the lockdown like i do it was awful like i i'm only just realizing because i sort of feel normal again how fucking horrendous it's been and i had the easiest ride what yeah. happened like what is that um that's not necessarily a question i'm expecting you to answer and we're just well, like he said he this guy yeah, he, so did, he told me that uh for two months he followed all the rules like this is like march april oh, last year congratulations mate <laughs> two months it's been and, 18 you fuck and then he felt like 
He felt like we, he we, got tired, like we all did. <laughs> it wasn't just memes and Italians singing on their balconies anymore. And then what did he do? And then he felt. Then he started doing his own research, which is where we came in. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And he felt like um, we're never going to get back to normal, and the the politicians are never going to let us get back to normal because they're not going to let us. Okay, do so the, it's like this. Uh, yeah, the lockdown properly. I guess if you have this like big, you know, I've never been so involved in politics that I actually was in a party or anything. I've just like constantly disillusioned with them in the way that everyone, you know, a lot of people are. But I guess if you have that in your past, you know, it's all just people acting out like their past based trauma. Hmm. And his is like, I can't trust D-Linker because they did do, I couldn't trust SPD because they did this. And now I cannot trust this government. I'm pissed off after this lockdown. Yeah, I've heard other people like people who are not things saying things like, "Are we ever going to go back to normal?" The government is never going to. They're never going to let us out of this. You know, they're going to always just keep us in various kinds of lockdown. And um, which is like understandable, but also mad because the governments have been doing anything but like, yeah, locking us completely down. Yeah. In Germany, certainly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not even... And, and this is what I kept say, saying to them. I said, like, look, the cinemas are all open again. Yeah. I went into is... a bar and sat the whole time in a bar this week without a mask on inside. Like, what is the lo- what lockdown are you worried yeah. about? And they're just saying... And you know what they said? They said, they said you just wait. As soon as the election happens, they're going to yeah. lock everything down again. And um, oh, why? and and he said it's it's going to be like a mask and swang in schools. They get within. They didn't like the fact that there's going to be a mask and swang in there's schools. There's been one for ages. This is yeah. the thing. People love to politicize education. I don't have a fucking clue what actually goes on. Our so, kids are nailing it with their um, masks. And I used to remember I was all like, oh, we couldn't test them in front of. That's awful to do with their peers. I literally, they're in the middle of something today, and I notice a latecomer is just like making weird eye contact with me as he's swabbing his nostrils also participating in class they're doing so brilliant <laughs> so fun <laughs> okay. i don't really care so yeah they don't trust they they think that the that um the we you know we've just the, the, this lockdown will happen and then they can then they said like oh um if the greens get into power then we're gonna have a klima lockdown you know we're gonna have a klima dictatura and Please then it's God. I, if I had that <laughs> then it's, uh, suspicion then it's about weird. the Greens, I would be getting everyone to vote for that. <laughs> anyway, so okay, so I think so. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to vote for them or anything, but um, I think they are quite symptomatic of, of what is happening in well uh, Germany. I think and in the world. I think in the world. I think a lot of people's tr- like any confronting event which happens reactivates our trauma Hmm. and everyone does it in different ways so if you have something about really distrusting authority because someone in authority did something terrible to you then you are not going to get your vaccine and you are going to go and do some kind of weird party if your trauma is like the world is a terrifying place because i was never safe as a child or whatever then you get like super super anxious or your anxiety that you deal with normally you can no longer deal with it yeah we just we just need everyone to just have loads of money and like 
hugs if they want them. I don't need hugs. <laughs> and like as much as much contact as you as, as you, much contact as everyone like. needs. And like maybe a little mega can when it's responsible to do so. Hmm. I don't know. And that's that sort of life. I swing between being like this and then just being like, I swear to fucking God, if you do not get your vaccine, I fucking, I don't, I don't ever want to yeah. talk to you again. But I told you as well, the one guy that I spoke to, he had actually been vaccinated because even though he. he oh my God, you told me this. I can't <laughs> even remember what the ins and outs of it were. Because his um, partner was in a risk group. Mm hmm. So for her sake, he got vaccinated. Uh, no, this was a different person than you were telling. And then his um, and his mum had already been vaccinated, and nothing oh. happened. Oh no! And yes, so, <laughs> yes, yes, that was it. And then he realized, oh, it's maybe it's okay. So I think it's when you 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 see how people are having to jump through mental hurdles that you're just like, this is not about the vaccine. Because he genuinely believed, yeah, in the anti-vax stuff. It's a bit like the anti-abortion debate. Like, if you genuinely believe people are murdering babies, like, yeah. you should be attacking all of the abortionists in the world. Like, you should just be on a rampage. Yeah. But you're not. So it's about something else. Like, it's not... You just... <sighs> well, yeah. I mean, he was the only one that I met. Of all the Baz's people I met, all the others were, like, not vaccinated and did not want to get vaccinated. I really wish I'd brought a Chanel test for you. <laughs> <laughs> I met them outside. The The party meeting was in in a park. Good. Good. So, and on a, on a breezy summer's evening. Warm so summer's evening. <laughs> and I sat, I sat at the back. Well, I that's was just good. listening. That's, I didn't get involved. That's fine. Um, no, we can all we can all still test. Even the lovely children. Yeah, we're fully vaccinated. Most of our older kids are va vaccinated, and they're still just like doing their tests in the morning as they're chatting away. I don't because we say like, oh, do you need to legally do a test? We have to fill in like forms and send them off to the senate that we've made sure they're tested three times a week if they're not fully vaccinated. Like, oh, are you just do you need to do one? They're like, no, I just think to be safe. Okay. Either that or they're all just looking to get a wee positive <laughs> and go home for two weeks. But I think it is like, I'm like, are you doing it out of your civic duty? They're like, yeah. And these are like, kids, and it's our first time voting and we've been doing all these projects in school about it. And oh, yeah, I just... Have you get them? Are you going to get them to vote in your Patooks, in their Patooks for Zamlung's elections? A lot of them can vote because they're German, yeah. so they can vote, vote. Oh, okay. And a lot of them can then do, because they're over 16. Okay. Um, and then some of them can only do like me, like the EU kind of bitsyuk. But I got to tell someone that and she, she didn't know. And she was oh, like, good. oh, I can vote. And it was really exciting. She was like, oh, I'm going to go and vote. I was like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah anyway. Good. All right. So do you want to hear about the other meeting I had yeah. earlier this week? So I met two um, Afghan Ortskräfte, as the German word is. Yeah. It's like local support staff. In Afghanistan, they were people em employees, employees of the German <laughs> of the German military. Our the German employees, government. German military staff, I think, is what we can call yeah, them. Yeah, Germany military um, support staff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I went to a. Um, they're they're living at the moment in a refugee um, Übergangs called an Übergangsheim, like a tr tr transitional home in Marienfelde. Uh huh. Um, they got out in mid-July, so a couple of weeks before okay. Kabul fell. 
and um, but they had decided to leave late last year. Okay. It took them six months to leave because they were because mainly because they had to borrow all the money because they had to pay for all the tickets themselves. That's the other thing. Like until until this whole evacuation started. You had a right to asylum in Germany and you had a right to um, come here, but you had to make your own way. And um, uh, so they did all that. He, This guy, one guy, he had six kids, so he had to like buy, he, had, he spent like $7,000 oh to get here, which he had to borrow from his friends and family and other people. And uh, they made it here just in the nick of time. Um, and then the other guy, he was working as a translator for um, the between you know the Afghan army and the NATO army. He worked for different. He worked for the Bundeswehr, but also worked for all the different America the, the Americans and the so this is like a- and everything. He'd been working for like fifteen years for the for the military for the NATO. They made him pay um, his own fucking ticket, and he had to pay his own ticket. Yeah, oh, and. Um, and also the other thing is that uh, this, is, this is quite interesting is that um, the German rules were that you can only take what they called your core family. So that means your spouse and your children with you. But you but can't... that's not how families work in other parts of the world. Well, he said that in Afghanistan, we consider the core family, like our parents, our brothers and sisters, like everyone is part like of... The like the thought that I would not you know, be able to take my brothers and sisters and my yeah. parents with me somewhere is... And um, and he's I like really know. terrified for them too because they they all have the same name you know and they all like they, people know so they're all in hiding in uh, in part of Afghanistan yeah and they, he has no way of bringing them over and and um, it was quite it was quite awful and the other one he was working as a like a security driver for a German consulate and he kind of told me the same story they were two friends who both decided to come over together. Yeah, and now and then they were also kind of a bit put out by the fact that they're being treated like any other war refugee. Like they were in this big home, and there's no, there's no. They have to go through all the same bureaucracy, the asylum occupation, getting their kids to school. There's no like um, special treatment for them at all. Like 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 every Syrian gets treated the same way, and they were like, well, you know, we risked our lives to protect German interests as it says in the German in the in the German law there's a German law which says that people who work to protect German interests have a right to live in Germany so um i mean they don't have to go through the the whole process but they have to like they they they, they, ha- they should but it doesn't happen automatically like they have the right to a 3 year stay and the right to work which not every asylum seeker yeah. gets but it, they still have to apply for it, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't get handed to them. They have to like go through the whole process. So they're just living here. In the meantime, he says like his friends are already asking for the money back because they can't work at the moment. No one can work in Afghanistan because it's all under like military occupation. Like the Taliban is just occupying everything. So it's like hardly anyone's got any money in Afghanistan. And he said it's really, um, it's a really tough situation for him. So I wrote about this in uh, a Deutsche Welle article and. Um, uh, a reader got in touch with me and said um, he'd like to set up a, a GoFundMe account. Uh, that is so wonderful. I was campaign. thinking, I was like, oh my god, we need to, <laughs> we need to do something. For and uh, so I've put them in touch. So maybe they'll be setting up a GoFundMe campaign to help him with his debts. I think they 100% yeah. should. Fuck, man. Hmm. Yes. And like, this is the thing, it's like... And they're the lucky ones, you know, they're the ones that got out. I know. <laughs> and it's... 
<sighs> you know, but that's lovely that someone wanted like wants to help them, and I've already had like a few things kind of passed around, like very, very kind of not even do- donating to a charity or something, but literally just like I know this Afghan person and they need money. Can you? Can anyone give them something? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that would be good if we can get those details on shorts and. There are other organizations you can donate to. There's yep. a um, there's like a, a patrons network. So some uh, former Bundeswehr soldiers have actually set up a, a thing where you can become a patron for an Afghan support staff member. Um, then you Ooh, can okay. donate. It's a little it's a little charity that they've set up and where they they kind of connect people to people who want to help them out. Yeah, they're getting inundated with um, with requests at the moment. And didn't Angela Merkel say sort of day before yesterday that the evacuation flights to Germany are stopping? Like they're done now? Yeah, it's all winding down. All the NATO forces are winding down their evacuations. Well, they have to because the Taliban said you can't stay longer than the 31st. Um, Yeah, because the Taliban run the country now. Yeah. Okay, well, let's try and do what we can. Finish our megas. (laughs) Donate. But like... Uh, Yeah. Uh, and what that an absolute is, shit show. Uh, that is all the news this week that I have got to report. Do you have any news? No. Um, any advice to give people? These megas are quite nice, aren't they? Yeah, I really like this. Yeah. So go and get yourself a Bombay Bramble gin tonic. They're not in every one. They're not in every place, but some of the fancier species have them. And Erika. So go there. Yeah, let's try and do what we can for people in in need. It's so overwhelming, I find. I'm just like, I can never help. But like even a few euros to someone is going to do something or, you know, sharing articles or talking to somebody or doing something, even if you can't, if you're not in a position to donate. I don't know. I really feel weird about the world. Like we're sort of kind of getting back to normal-ish now. And then it's like, oh shit, there's all these other fucking problems. <laughs> yeah. But, and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I hope everyone has a lovely, uh, a lovely weekend. I, yeah. Fuck. I don't know. It's. We'll do another, we'll do another election special next time. Yeah. We also need to do a Merkel thing. What, like a, like a, what are you, what are you picturing? I think we should do the life and the career of Angela Merkel okay. told through mega cans. <laughs> so one mega can for each chapter for of her life. For each sort of epoch, yes. Of yes. each Merkelian epoch. Absolutely. Okay. We'll just get absolutely <laughs> fucking shit-faced. It'll be four hours long and no one will listen to it, but it'll be beautiful art. It'll be art. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. I Count me in. <laughs> oh, good, because I don't know fucking shit about Merkel. Really? Okay. All right, lovely people. Have a very nice weekend. It's not all doom and gloom because people still want to do good things. And I think that's the main thing. You have to remember, like, most people are fine. Yeah. Most, if given yeah. the opportunity to be good, people are. Yeah. There we go. This is a nice mic hand. There we go. Those are my two. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Closing thoughts. Lovely. Bye. Bye.